Coming up tonight on the Ringside Report. Bobby Lashley may require shoulder surgery. Cody Rhodes allegedly seen at Orlando Airport, reportedly heading to the WWE PC. Tony Khan reportedly set to give a massive announcement. Another one. Another one. Rachel Ellering is uh, done with Impact Wrestling. Kenny Omega updates on the AEW video game. CM Punk is set to join the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. JBL teases a potential future as a manager and reveals who he would love to manage. WWE rehire Drake Maverick again. <laughs> and AJ Styles signs extension with WWE. Anthony, when's all that coming up? It's all coming up right fucking now. Yes, it is. So, let's kick off, shall we, with the first one. Bobby Lashley. Um, It's been reported that he may uh, require shoulder surgery. So, anyone who saw Elimination Chamber this past weekend um, will observe that Bobby was taken out of the match early on with a supposed um, injury from the uh, Elimination Chamber. However, it's been reported that he's actually been working through injury since the Royal Rumble um, when he... Uh, wrestled with Brock Lesnar um, and I think when we watched it at the time we were even picking up on the fact that he was taking some of them German suplexes really badly <laughs> um, to the point where we were like oh that you know he needs to stop taking these he's really going to hurt himself um, and it seems like that might actually have been the case and he might actually be hurt um, so according to former WWE writer Kazim Famuyid butchered that um, from the Ringer Wrestling Show Bobby Lashley is actually dealing with a legitimate shoulder injury and could be out of action for a while. Um, I have it under good authority that Lashley is shoot hurt and has been hurt since the Rumble. If you noticed, he hasn't worked any roars. He hasn't really defended his title. He was shoot hurt at the Lesnar Rumble match. And again, I was wondering how they were going to work him in there while being hurt. I'm assuming this concussion protocol thing is the way to get him out of there. So, um, yeah, you know, by all accounts, if the injury is pretty serious... um, it looks like he could be um, expected to have some kind of shoulder surgery that would keep him away for a good few months. So hopefully that's not the mm. case. Um, you know, for his um, for his sake, he's obviously just got the, the title back again. You know, that's ever taken off him. So yeah, speedy recovery, yeah. however severe. It kind of makes sense for because it did seem like an unusual decision to put it straight back off him again. But I suppose if he's needing the surgery, then necessity in it. No, exactly. Like you say, hopefully speedy recovery for the man. He's an absolute beast, so I'm sure he'll be back before yeah. we expect. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Indeed. Cody Rhodes speculation. Yes, yeah, speculation, guys, because no one really knows, let's be honest. But, Carl, as you know, there were some suggestions that he was going to show up at Elimination Chamber. There were some suggestions that he was at the airport, he was headed to Saudi, etc., we were part of those suggestions because it was being heavily reported on the likes of Reddit, on a Polish wrestling group, etc., um, as to where he was headed. So, a bit of an update on that. Apparently, he was seen at um, the uh, Orlando International Airport within an hour of the Elimination Chamber event concluding. Mm. It seems he was headed to Florida. So, so the suggestion, heavily from, I believe, 
Um, well, I can't wait for the brand new Where's Cody book um, that's sure to hit our shelves sometime soon. Um, you know, I think a lot of speculation... A lot of speculation happens, doesn't it, when uh, wrestlers uh, leave companies or get released and things like that in terms of where they're going to show up next. And I think, um, you know, that's already started to happen in Cody's case. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of people reporting he's definitely signed with WWE, others reporting that, um, you know, he's still working on a deal with them, um, others saying that he's just taking time off to be a dad. Like, I don't think anyone's 100% confirmed this, this is what's is happening. So. He clearly has a passion for wrestling. So he's not done with the business, let's be honest. Um, one I'd want to bring to you, though, Carl, is uh, Kenny Omega's comments. Now, I've seen them, but um, he opened up to F4W Online. Um, you know, could have picked other podcasts, whatever. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so he opened up to F4W Online, and his comments are actually intriguing because he's basically, you know, he's not saying that he knows for sure. He's not saying he's had a conversation with Cody, but based on the fact that he knows Cody, he um, has basically said that he doesn't think it was an issue of money. That um, he thinks that it was an issue of creative freedom in, in that um, Cody obviously had a particular vision. And again, he said it's not something they ever all really sat down and talked about, about what's your vision. for. Like They wanted to change the landscape of wrestling and they succeeded doing so. They've got a fantastic product in AEW. You know, they can all be proud of what AEW is and where Tony is with it. But they've never really been sort of sat down and going, what do we think wrestling is going to look like? What do we want it to be? And uh, what he's basically said, said in this interview, and I am paraphrasing, is that his vision aligns more with the books and, you know, what basically what's happening now with AEW, there and thereabouts. But he said Cody um, was always a bit more out there with his vision and a bit different. And he thinks that, he again it's speculative on his part but going off the code he knows he doesn't think it's about money it's about him not being able to sort of um, execute the vision he sees wrestling being but um, the reason i find that super intriguing is because why would you go to wwe if that were the case <laughs> well i mean the comments about his thoughts being out there would uh would marry up with wwe i suppose in some instances um <laughs> but yeah i think He's obviously oh, he matches. That's what I envisage. <laughs> he's obviously a very well-off guy. You know, he's um, he's very been very prominent on the wrestling scene, um, high up the card for many years. Um, he's obviously got stuff like the Go Big Show and the um, that Roads to the Top and stuff like that. So he's obviously got a decent amount of money. So it does make sense that it's not solely kind of money related. Um, that being said, I think. Okay. Kenny could be right in a sense of they all form this company together as like EVPs and they had this you know collective vision or at least they thought of what it was going to be and then I think as Tony's got more involved and more hands-on with things and the creative control has kind of been removed from all of them I think um, he probably sees it maybe Tony's vision lines up more with you know the likes of uh, Kenny in the book so maybe he just thinks he's never going to get his vision across while he's there but yeah, to your point, is WWE the place where he would? Like, what you know? Me, I can see a couple of things happening. Like, for starters, I think um, I find it interesting that from again from the comments of Kenny, I find it interesting that if if it wasn't about money and it was about creative control on a level, that that isn't a point that him or Tony could get past. I find mm. that very interesting. He, he wasn't willing to give him any. It kind of lines up because I think he suggested that 
Tony Khan wasn't overly thrilled with Cody's segments. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the previous news, whereby like some of the stuff that Cody tried to execute in his own storytelling, which he still had control over, Cody wasn't a particular fan. Obviously, he let it play out, and it still got a crowd reaction because people like Cody, but um, it wasn't exactly what Tony would have wanted. So it seems like, is, is it is it Tony? Is Tony being a stickler for, like, this is my vision, and this is what it's going to be? And is that potentially a damaging thing? You know, if if Tony's off base and no one's going to tell him otherwise, you know what I mean? That's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um. But the other thing I would say is, like, I'm not going to rule out seeing Cody WWE. I just don't think we'll see him long-term contract. I'll put it that way. You know, you see you like, Goldberg's rocking up for, like, X amount of matches. I, I could see him now being very open to an appearance. I don't think that would be an issue. Like, it, it, if it panned out, for instance, and apologies mm. to jump ahead because we haven't discussed this at all. We'll be discussing it next week. But if Edge is opponent for WrestleMania, WrestleMania, Wrestlemania ends up being Cody that wouldn't surprise me it'd be a bit of an odd matchup because I wouldn't say they've ever really had a history together but if if it was like we want to pop and Cody rocks up I wouldn't be surprised if Cody does a mania but does that mean he's going to sign with WWE any long term I don't think he could because Mm. it wouldn't give if you were going wanted to go somewhere that would give you the creative freedom I could see him going to NWA or Impact to be honest with you yeah you could even um, join up with that um, free your narrative or whatever the thing that's going on at the minute oh, you know that's narrative. that's definitely you after your narrative. um <laughs> but yeah i mean you could be right i think there's definitely whether the the wwe social team and like the writers are just absolute trolls or what but like there's been a lot of cody references like all over the twitter yesterday um for raw it was all like they were using stuff like adrenaline and um, like, so, um, well, no, like, though, yeah, like legit. They were used, like, no, uh, like used uh, smoke, smoke and mirrors and stuff like that. You know, in in what they're saying, it just felt really out there. So Edge, Edge has clearly made some references, and so has the Miz as well. I yeah. think they know what they're doing, and to be honest, I don't even think they started it. I think when Cody left, tied up to Elimination Chamber that much that WWE didn't need to say a thing, and people mm. were going to speculate on that. And I think they've just kind of ran with the speculation now because it just gets viewers, doesn't it? Gets yeah. attention. They're not stupid. Yeah. But no, they're definitely leaning into it, aren't they? You know, saying oh, things like, um, you know, uh, he's dashing and, you know, from a a, um, a a wrestling family or whatever, a fighting family and stuff like that. You know, it kind of, you know, it gets those eyeballs on it, doesn't it? It gets people speculating. So, you know, would they be saying that if they didn't have something in the works? Like, are they going to just troll like that? Who knows? But yeah, it's uh, all remains to be seen. For, for all we know, we could just be like, Do you know what? I want some time off and actually spend some time with my kid. And it could just be that, but I guess we will we will know more when we know more. And let's see whether mm-hmm. someone else, like um, a fightful or whatever, break the story first and spoil it for everybody. Or I mean, we, we could break it first, surprised. but it probably wouldn't be true. <laughs> well, sometimes you've got to gamble. I'm sure that's what most of them do, anyway. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. But yeah, interesting one. And who knows? Um, which airport will you pop up in next? Turn the page and where's Cody? Um, <laughs> yeah. What you got to do, the trick is to look out for the, uh, the, uh, the skull on his neck. <laughs> That's yeah. how you spot him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the next one. Talk about um, Tony Khan um, has basically announced um, this past Friday that he's working on something massive that he hopes to have done within this week. Um, basically, Tony was on Busted Open Radio and he said, "There's going to be a lot of news in the week ahead." I don't know if I, you know, I'll get it done by tonight, but stay tuned in the week ahead. Hopefully, I'm working on something pretty big. It would be massive. I don't know if it's what anybody would expect it is or think it is, 
but it'd be a big deal in pro wrestling. I'm looking forward to hopefully making it happen. Stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll get it done and we'll have more to announce soon. Um, in an update, Meltzer um, basically reported that Karma's was in meetings all day um, trying to put together the massive deal. Um, he didn't provide any kind of further details on what that deal could be, of course. Um, but yeah, I think there's been a lot of speculation since then of like people not expecting it to be um, like an, a wrestler as such who's expected to debut with the company or something like that, but something maybe in terms of like a super show, like working with the likes of New Japan and Impact or something and putting something together that way. But you've also got a lot of people out there who are basically, I mean, they're very anti-AEW anyway, but there's a little bit of truth in it to a degree. So whenever AEW has a little bit of a ratings dip, you tend to see Tony Khan come out and do stuff like this. Um, and yeah. it, it has become a bit of a pattern. Um, and I think, obviously, I'll you know, it, yeah. we've called it out a little bit on the show as well in terms of what his definition of massive and groundbreaking and stuff like that is, you know, when he, he says these things. So who knows what it could be. But by all accounts, the, the speculation, at least, um, is that it's not going to be a new signing as such, but something bigger, like some kind of super show or some kind of deal, maybe even like a network or... Like his his version of WWE Network or something like that. So um, I think it could be overhyped again, but it could even be a new TV deal because I've heard that um, theirs is coming up, and obviously that is big news in the sense of like a better TV deal, a bigger TV deal means more money, means more uh, of a pocket to hmm. buy wrestlers. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I own you now. I'm playing with my toys, literally. All right, probably um, not the right way of putting it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know when the contracts come. Well, I think I read somewhere though that it might not be for another year or two because I think one of the um, one of the risks that people are saying is that he's run out of money now, and so he can't keep you know signing new people because the budget won't allow it until he gets that new TV deal, which isn't coming. See, I never trust when people go on about Tony so, Khan's money situation because everyone was saying they've all forgot about it now. But everyone was saying like, "Oh, he's 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 in debt now because the AEW games not come out and he's sunk all of his money into the AEW game. He's a fool, etc." It's like all oh, that speculation went away, didn't it? Because the company kept going. Everyone's well, just I mean, expecting him to bankrupt himself somehow. Yeah, I mean, he's still a Khan. You know what I mean? Like the the, the money, his allowance that his that his dad's given to play with here. <laughs> That's what his meetings all day were. Like, nah, come on, <laughs> come on, please. That'll be good. Yeah, he gets um, a bigger allowance. <laughs> I'll tweet about Fulham again. Come on. <laughs> um, but no, kid. Uh, but yeah, it's it, obviously as a wrestling fan, this it's all exciting stuff, and you can say whatever you want about Tony and like the the level of you know announcements that he makes, whether or not they are monumental, huge, massive, whatever. Um, as a wrestling fan, it's exciting, isn't it? You know, to to know that you might get a surprise debut or you might get a. You know, even stuff like the Owen Hart Cup, which they've not really done anything with since, mind you. But when they announced that, I was made up. And it's these little things that you just don't expect to see. And it's it's stuff that you look forward to. See, this is the thing for me. Like, people are very anti-AW with this. But, like, if if he reacts to a ratings dip by unveiling a surprise wrestler that's actually pretty decent, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. It's better than, and I'm not comparing it. Well, I am comparing the two, but fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. It's better than going, ah, let's throw Logan Paul at it. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, let's have Johnny Knoxville in a match at Mania. No, let's not. Like, I, I mean, prefer when, when we're getting surprises, like Punk coming back to wrestling after all these years, Daniel Bryan showing up suddenly after leaving WWE, Keith Lee signing was even a big deal. I'm totally fine with these kind of surprises to pull ratings. That's fine. 
Everyone yeah. tries to pull ratings. That's the bottom line of it. It's how the fucking game works, isn't it? Well, exactly. Um, and I mean, to be fair to WWE with like the Logan Paul stuff and things, like AEW did the same with Shaq, didn't they? And, and things. And even this week, they had their uh, Cobra Kai fella and Melissa Joan Hart. I'm an old there, man, Carl. I'm an old man. <laughs> so I don't get the Logan Paul thing, and it it, it, it upsets me. This is true. Um, it is very like, true. But and I, I, and like you, you Cobra Kai guy, I, we all know who John Kreese is. Did I say that right? Kreese? Kreese? Apparently yeah. we don't all know who he is. I didn't even know his name, and Anthony doesn't know how to say, to say his name. I so his name. I know he's a Cobra Kai guy. Um, Cobra Kai is a cratty kid. The original cratty kid he was in as well. Come on, Kai guy. The Cobra Kai guy. He's always always Kai guy to me. Um, but yeah, who who knows what this monumental uh, announcement or surprise is going to be? He said it was happening this week. We're already in Tuesday. We're 15 minutes. Are we fit? No, we're an hour and 15 minutes away from it being Wednesday. Come on, what's going on? Um, yeah. Stay That's tuned. True. Maybe we can talk about it next week when he's actually announced it. And I'll be fuming if he announces it in the next few minutes and we miss it for the show. So. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. <laughs> Indeed. Nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Carl. It's exciting stuff. Exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Massive announcements. Announcements. It's <sighs> such a tough day. Where's Where's found me? So, Carl, next one. Just almost a, quite a quick one, but um, an interesting one, say the least, because uh, I think it was almost a bit of a surprise, let's say. But um, Rachel Ellering is uh, no longer with Impact Wrestling. Now, you may recognise the name, Carl, because um, for starters, she is the daughter of uh, WWE Hall of Famer Paul Ellering. Mm-hmm. She was signed to NXT back in 2019. She joined Impact Wrestling in 2021. Um, so I think a lot of people were expecting a considerable longer tenure with impact wrestling but um it seems that she is now done with the company i think again some people probably saw this on the cards because she was um replaced in uh, the ultimate x match let's call it knockout whatever they call it um obviously they did the tapings in the january she was pulled from that so there's speculation as to why she was pulled from that and obviously now she is um she's no longer with impact so We've no word on where she's going or if she's continuing wrestling. You imagine she is being a legacy, but um, an interesting one to say the least. What do you think mm-hmm. of what's going on there at the minute with Impact? And they've got a hell of a women's division. You know, one of the best women wrestlers in the world is, is the top of their division, let's say. Um, but at the same um, time, they've, they've been losing some people lately. It's, a, some people, it's an interesting approach that they've got. It seems like they are actually signing less and less people but opening the forbidden door tm um to more and more you know TK independence. <laughs> yeah true um opening the forbidden door to more and more um kind of independent kind of contractors almost um so obviously you well, know so you look at you like the mickey james isn't contracted to impact but it's their well you know knockout champion well, look at the likes of like kira hogan was an impact wrestler she's now with AEW, but can still work with impact on yeah. a level like things like that are happening as well. Like you say, she's now signed with AEW, really, um, mm-hmm. and it, it probably is a smart move for them. They save money, but they can still have people on an ad hoc basis, I suppose. Well, exactly. Um, so it, you know, it's an interesting business model, and it, it leads to some exciting stuff, like the stuff going on with Gorillas of Destiny, and um, you know, the the what are they called? Not the OC. What are they called? Gallows and Anderson. Whatever the fuck they are called these days. Um, um, good brothers. There you go. Yeah, good brothers. Um, so the OC. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they yeah, were called in. Yeah. That's what they were called in WWE, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the thing original the club or whatever with, uh, they did. Yeah, yeah, the thing they did with uh, AJ. Yeah, yeah AJ yeah. OC. Um, but yeah, so 
it's an exciting thing, I suppose, in a sense, um, in terms of what they have got going on and the, the types of talent they bring in, like Jay White and um, and people like that as well. But yeah, it's an interesting one. This I don't know whether you know uh, Rachel Ellering is planning on joining another company, whether she just you know doesn't want to be with Impact anymore. Like who knows? But uh, mm. interesting move. I'm interested to see where she ends up. Indeed, indeed, indubitably. Um, so the next one, bit of an update on the AEW uh, game. So obviously highly anticipated. Um, we've been, you know, it's been in development for a long, long time. Obviously working with the likes of Ukes and uh, the people who developed. Let's put some time into removing Cody from it now. He was playing. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a very good point. Actually, it's probably one of the first ones I've had to take out, isn't it? But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyone who follows wrestling games will have seen WWE uh, 2K22 that was kind of unveiled in a bit more detail the past couple of weeks, and obviously much improved graphics and things like that. It's, um, it's gone down quite favourably with fans. Um, Kenny was interviewed um, by Uncle Dave on the Wrestling Observer Radio, and basically was quoted as saying, we're working on our next presentation, we're working non-stop around the clock on this game. There's a lot of deadlines that we're trying to reach, you know, we don't ever want to keep anyone in the dark completely, and it's been quite some time since we've had an actual update, not just information, but we want to be able to show people something I would expect, hopefully, to have something prepared for people to show very soon. I don't want to promise at the pay-per-view, um, or the pay-per-view week, but we're hoping to possibly show a little bit more, um, and reveal maybe a new character. Um... He did comment though, based off the back of the fact of WWE's uh, 2K release, um, saying that at the end of the day, um, their main focus is around the actual putting an emphasis on the wrestling aspect of the game, and kind of highlighted the fact that the visuals and stuff and the production values of WWE's game are great, and you know, it's unlikely that they're going to be able to compete with that in terms of like the presentation. You know, he said 2K22 mm. is absolutely gorgeous, but at the end you of the day, could have competed with 2K20. <laughs> this is just that hard. Um, <laughs> But yeah, effectively he said that that you know the whole focus is making a really enjoyable wrestling game that you want to play that can be feel like you can just pick it up and play it, but at the same time feel you know more kind of arcadey style and that you're um, actually taking control of of the character and it's you know not too generic in that sense. So um, I, obviously, I, I like that mentality. I would I would happily play if they released it. Which I haven't looked into, so apologies if they haven't. Someone's gonna be a smart ass about it. If they released like "Here Comes the Pain" on the PS4, now I would play the fuck out of that. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, two K twenty two. It's meant to be like more of a real sports thing, isn't it? You know, they make all the other sports games, and you get that vibe. They, they go for more realism, and it's fun. Yeah, but come on, the games we had as kids. Not to sound like an old man, the games we had as kids, Carl. The PS two. Just the best fucking wrestling games in there. Well, exactly. Um, and, you know, Ukes are heavily involved in that as well. And anyone who owned an N64 back in the day will obviously know of um, how much people love that control system. Yeah, I mean, there were those weirdos, but, you know, the PlayStation 2 is where it was at. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But Smackdown um, games were way better, you know, than the N64 garbage. Well, exactly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, in an ideal world, you're going to get some kind of blend here of... Um, of both ideally because they've, they've got kind of the the best of both worlds working on it so i'm excited to see it obviously it's it's looked very different each time we, we, we've kind of seen it the first time it was unveiled to us it looked very kind of cartoony and kind very, of yeah. um you know did we what's it called that game like oh, did we all stars or like whatever style uh, or battlegrounds oh, yeah um and then obviously the later version showed much more kind of realistic. So it's very much a kind of evolutionary process. I think it's the first game they're putting out and, you know, they're trying to just get it 
right, I guess. So, you know, for me, I'm I'm cool with it. Take as long as they need to take. I mean, more importantly, because I haven't got a PS5 yet, and so when I get a PS5, you know... I'm kind of hoping they, they put it on the 4, because I'm not going to have a PS5 for a while, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, me neither, to be fair. I don't even play on PS4, but um, my point is, if it takes long enough to the point the PS5 comes down in price where I'll actually buy it, um, then oh, I'll yeah. kill to play it on that. Maybe, so I'm in no rush. AEW bundle. Hmm, maybe. Especially branded AEW PS5. <laughs> do it. Just do it, Tony. Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, interesting update, I would say, and sounds like we might have something to see, potentially, um, in the kind of run-up uh, to Revolution. So, not too far to wait, uh, just a little over a couple well. of weeks, so... Yeah. Indeed. So, Carl, the next one is the big unveiling. CM Punk is uh, the final inductee to Ring of Honor's inaugural Hall of Fame class. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I'm actually, it's nice to know, it's nice to have it confirmed. Uh, they confirmed it on Monday Gone. I'm not surprised because he's one of the main names you think of when you think of Ring of Honor, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. But um, obviously, we're looking at the class now of 2022. We've got uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Samoa Joe, and I believe the the Briscoes, mm-hmm. uh, along with CM Punk. And again, I, it just makes absolute sense to me that Punk's part of it. But awesome! It's great to see. It's great to see. Um, like these are people who helped make Ring of Honor what it was. So uh, it's great to see that we're getting a Hall of Fame and uh, that these guys are being recognised. Any? Absolutely. Um, you know. Everyone that they mentioned there, you know, was a pivotal player in Ring of Honor. The thing well, that I am worried about is I hope it doesn't stop the likes of you know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and people like that who, you know, shone really brightly um, for Ring of Honor. You know, I hope the fact mm. that they're with WWE doesn't stop them from going in. I, I don't know why it would, and certainly it might. Like the only thing it might do, and I get it for the inaugural class, these are people who will probably get involved quite heavily. Um, I, the worst thing I think you might get if you induct the likes of Kevin Owens would be that WWE compel him not to go or not to get involved. They can't really stop him from being honoured. Do you know what I mean? True. But, um, like, I think that obviously this time around it's their inaugural one, so they don't want to go for anything that's going to be difficult to obtain or controversial. And I'm not saying yeah. that's why they haven't been listed this time. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll stop them from being... Uh, inducted i just think uh, i'd be i'd be surprised if they get inducted and can attend <laughs> well yeah um but you know it's, it's it is interesting isn't it like i think definitely all deserved um for the first kind of class but i'd like to hope that for the you know additional ones down the line that we do get to see some of the wwe you know roster in there it, because like, I'm a not, lot of them... i wasn't a big ring of honor guy but i'm right in saying even uh, the likes of seth rollins who's a, a big wwe guy was a yeah. ring of honor guy yeah, um, Seth Rollins was in the um, so so bloody many of them. Um, I mean, sadly, it, WWE spent a good what decade or so just taken from Ring of Honor, didn't they? Well, yeah, I mean, it was seen as the ultimate kind of step up, wasn't it, at the time? If like you, um, you know, you, you proved yourself in Ring of Honor, and then it, you kind of made that transition. But even the likes yeah. of Cesaro, and I mean, people like Eddie Kingston, and that have have worked down there as well. So there's loads of um, yeah, loads of old school kind of talent that should be honoured as well in the future and hopefully they will but yeah big congrats to who was it Punk, Danielson, Joe and the Briscoes it was miss hell of a class um, so hell yeah. of a class um, yeah well the class you'd want to be in isn't it <laughs> well I don't know actually you'd probably end up getting steel chair wrapped around my face but you know, <laughs> other than that <laughs> end up going to sleep <laughs> hey. um, so the next one to talk about uh, good old JBL 
um, has revealed uh, he's revealed that he might be interested in moving into management one day. Um, so he was basically uh, having an interview with Inside the Ropes, um, and basically was kind of talking about how much he loves uh, Baron Corbin, saying that the former champ, um, you know, well, I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing from the interview, but uh, you know, essentially he would love to manage Corbin. Um, somewhere down the line, um, but he revealed... <laughs> Teach him how to be really unlikable. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, he was quoted as saying, I love Baron Corbin, I think he's a really smart guy, and I think Corbin is a guy I would like to manage. Um, but he also revealed that the problem he's got, and maybe one of the reasons why he hasn't transitioned into a manager role um, you know, so far, is he's he said, um, I'm kind of like the Colonel Parker, I'm tall, and so I can't manage a lot of people because I'm 6'6", and you don't want a manager that's bigger than the wrestler. So I'm quite limited in terms of who I could manage because of you know the size, um, which is an interesting shout, I suppose, isn't it? To be fair, yeah, you don't think about it, but because it's a very subtle psychology that you don't think about it. But I don't think I've ever really seen a manager that's been much taller. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it probably would seem a bit odd. Yeah. Um, it's just something you would never consider. Isn't that, yeah. mm-hmm. It is. It is. So um, he's decided commentary's not for him. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, um, do you know what? Like, fair play to JBL. Like, I know he's he's a controversial in some senses. Some people say he's a bit of a knob. Um, some people say he's 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 a massive knob. You know, <laughs> you just don't know the truth of it. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know why I'm firing shots. I really don't. Um, but that being said, in terms of like his character, I, I, um, I do you know what? In all fairness, he was he was decent in APA, but the truth of it was JBL was the character that broke him out, wasn't it? And um, I actually think that could pair well with Corbin, in all fairness. Hmm. I mean, both got cowboy hats. Away, well, if you pull Corbin away from the happy Corbin stuff and have, like, JBL there to sort of almost refine him and help him get to the top, it would make a bit of sense, wouldn't it, as far as stories go? And he would be a hell of a manager for Corbin. Ooh. If you lean into the um, not being liked by the crowd, especially. Well, yeah. Um, it would heal JBL. I was going to say, it'd only work as heels, wouldn't it? But... Um... Yeah, interesting whether or not that ever you know does happen. Um, he's, he's an interesting one with uh, with Baron Corbin, isn't it? Because he's just kind of never really found that that character as such. Obviously, the Lone Wolf thing wasn't really great. Then he came over and um, he was just kind of doing nothing. Then he was what Commissioner Corbin for a bit, King Corbin for a bit, and now he's I think he was I sad say, Corbin now Happy Corbin. Was he the first of like current roster stars just suddenly being in in management positions? Like Sonya so I think he was the first one to do that one. Before that, you had like legends coming back and stuff, maybe. But yeah, or did Austin run one for a while? I feel like Austin might have done it. Oof. Who knows? Was Austin ever like GM or something at one point? I feel like that happened. I mean, yeah, way back when he was a commissioner, but I don't think he was really wrestling yeah, as much as such. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But anyway, uh, Corbin, like he's. He's definitely got something. I, the more time goes on, the more I feel sorry for him because, like, he just puts the work in. He's always there. He's always putting the work in, and he just hasn't had that breakout character or the breakout moment. So I don't know what it is, but some something's kept him from the the top spot, hasn't it? Yeah, I definitely think. It, as much as I don't like the Happy Corbin character, it's definitely been good for him. I think because it's allowed us to see that he ha- he actually has got a personality. Um, yeah. So it's whether or not he can do something better off the back of it and just keep. I mean, it's it's like you know Chad Gable, isn't it, and stuff. It's you, eventually you keep getting dealt shit, and you will, yeah. you know. So you just wonder how long have you got to pay your dues? You know, he's been paying them for a while. Yes. 
Like, he came up before um, Gable, didn't he? In terms yeah. of main roster, come up. He's been been on the main roster for some time, and he's been putting the work in on the mid card. And I don't even think they've respected him as a mid card player because he's not really like he's had titles, but he's not really had a long run with the IC title or anything, has he? No, he's he's in a really weird like position, team, isn't he? He's like um, he's not like at risk of being let go by the looks of it, but he's not in any kind of sort of prominence either. He's just sort of there. Like people are quite high on him, but he doesn't do any anything of any substance. So. Yeah. Weird. That's the thing. He feels like a lifer. Like at some point, he's going to be in the top spot because he's just been there that long. But as soon as he get it now, like at some, like they just hit on the right gimmick and the right thing. And maybe JBL is the component that's needed. That's all I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe. maybe. So, Carl, next one. There's a roller coaster ride for you. Do you remember Drake Maverick? <laughs> yes, I do. do. Rockstar yeah. Spud himself. Rockstar Spud, local fella, local fella. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might recall he uh, he came up in TNA. Joined WWE back in 2017 on the mm-hmm. uh, the 205 live scene. I believe did a lot more management than anything in all fairness on 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 the scene. But in NXT for a considerable amount of time, got involved in the cruiserweight uh, tournament scene, and sadly was released in 2020. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about him? Well, Carl, after his release, you may recall there was an extremely emotional response from Drake on his social medias. Um, and it led to this whole story of he's going to finish off the tournament. By the end of the tournament, WWE re-signed him. Was it a work? I don't know. It didn't feel like a work. Um, why would you do a work as well when you sacked other people? So it felt real. Um, but he re-signed him. Yay. Right? And then, obviously, had a fairly quiet time on a tag team with Big Damo. Is that what they called him? Killian Dane. Killian Dane. He was WWE, there, yeah. Sorry. Um, and... Again, was released in November 2021. And that was the end of Drake. Or so we thought. So it turns out he's been hired again. By who, you ask? WWE, again. So um, (laughs) apparently, we're we're being told now that um, for the last, I believe, three weeks, they reckon, for the last three weeks almost, Carl, he has actually been uh, re-signed with WWE and is actually now part of Raw's creative team. So he's not been re-signed in the same capacity, but he has been working backstage for a few weeks now, and um, that seems to be the the contract he has been been given. And you know what? He's a very talented guy. He's definitely an asset to the company. But um, it's surprising because you know it just seems like we we get told that he's been sacked quite a lot and he never leaves. I mean, I don't want to give him all the uh, all the plaudits and all the credit here, but we have been saying Raw's been in a bit of an upswing for like the past three weeks or so. <laughs> It's um, all down to Drake. <laughs> down to Drake. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm mid off him. I think he's he's such a nice, such a nice dude. Obviously, he's um, relatively local, kind of Birmingham way. He's a big Everton fan, so obviously yeah. we're cool. We'll, um, we'll call him because he's not a southerner. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> just alienated a significant portion of. Uh, I'm not saying against southerners. I'm just saying if you if, like if you're down London, it's a fair trek. So like you know you like you're not a local lad. But like anything sort of north, north, I'll give them the west of the. You know, it's hey, all good. Hey Cody, gonna borrow your shovel? A second. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, but no, obviously we're big fans of Drake. Um, you know, great music. We're also big fans of Drake Maverick. Um, and I made up that he is uh, back with the yeah, company. And then he went for a controversial joke there, Carl. And it's your fault. <laughs> Just don't. You've done enough. You've done enough. Okay. Tell me off there. It's cool. Um, but yeah, so made up for him, obviously. Um, hopefully, he can add something that you know Raw's been missing 
for a while, really, in terms of I think um, strong he needs creative. to do. I think he should start doing like seminars with with wrestlers who've been released by WWE, just to explain to them how they can end up staying. Because this guy's like he, he's like termites. He just you can't get fucking rid of him. <laughs> Uh, don't you you know he's on the creative team because he's going to come out now as um, Nicky Ash's sidekick the termite (laughs) oh god I just I feel like he's like the master of disguise like he's uh, Vince's fire Drake Maverick and then Drake Maverick just appears behind him with a fake moustache and a broom (laughs) good to see that um, it's like that Homer uh, that uh, Simpsons meme isn't it where Mo throws a is it Barney or Homer out okay. of Bose? He's back at the bar. Yeah, yeah. It feels definitely. like that. That that that's probably hanging around Reddit somewhere. That exact image. I'm sure um, it does. If not, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to make it. I'm yeah. going to make it. But, it uh, well, no, he's the he's the master of staying in WWE, and um, it's impressive to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, made up for him as well. Obviously, you know, stand up guy, and you know, glad he's back with the company, and hopefully, he does good stuff. Good um, stuff. Um, uh, you hear it here first. He is the reason Raw's been actually watchable. I believe it could be, you know, could be. Around about, you know, the timeline does line up. Let's see. It does line up. It does line up. Mm. I mean, I believe we had uh, Logan Paul on it yesterday, though, so. Mm. Um, it doesn't line up. We'll see, up. We'll see when up. we watch it. Uh, so, I mean, to be honest, he probably looked at it and went, three hours as well. So, you know, you've <laughs> got to try and fill those hours, man. That is true. Um, so, the final one to talk about then, a uh, bit of breaking news uh, come through tonight, uh, reported by Sean Rossap of Fightful.com. AJ Styles has re-signed with WWE. Um, that's all okay. he's kind of given away, really. It's like, you have to go and subscribe to his thing if you want to know more. Um, but... <laughs> subscribe to his thing. <laughs> subscribe his to only fans. Thing. Yeah. Um... Um, if you join his OnlyFans, he'll tell you stuff. <laughs> he will. He will. Uh, for just a small fee. But no, um, apparently he's re-signed with WWE, uh, and it's said to be a big money deal. Um, so... What do you make of this? Obviously, AJ Styles, uh, one of the best. I'm more surprised by the big money deal. Like they've been, seems to have been getting rid of some of the, the top money earners. You know, contract wise. Well, you say uh, this, Anthony, but at the same time, what does WWE class as a contract? So you might sign him for more money, but he might could be gone. Could, be could gone this be the week. beginning of the end? Yeah. We need to save millions. Hey, AJ. <laughs> uh, no, like I, I, I joke, but like the last big money contract I remember was uh, Braun, and you go. That was big money, especially, no offence to Braun, but surprising as well for the position they had Braun in the company. Not that he didn't mm. deserve it, but, like, you know, the big money was going to, like, success, and that made sense. And then they give a big money contract to Braun, and you're like, okay, maybe yeah. don't use him in the mid-card so much then. But, um, you know, he was a draw, bottom line. Um, but then, obviously, like you say, contract meant nothing because they released him anyway. Uh, well, 80 days, see you later, mate. Uh, and I'm hoping that's not the case for AJ because AJ's, you know, he's an absolute asset, and I believe Vince McMahon was a lot more keen on him than I think we expected, Carl. And again, no slight to AJ, but because he was a TNA guy, um, I don't think we expected Vince to be so big on him. But he, half the reason he's had the the push he's had in the company is because Vince sees sees in him what the rest of the world, I suppose, seeing him that he's a fucking brilliantly talented guy. Yeah, it's um, it's so fascinating the AJ Styles story. He's someone who I think we've said on the show many times. You know, we never thought he'd even make it to WWE, and so to get to the position he's in, the kind of credibility he's got, the pull with Vince that he's got, um, is just unfathomable, really, isn't it? And obviously signing this massive, you know, uh, big money deal to keep him with the company, I think he's even admitted himself that he probably wants to 
once you know his in ring career is done, and uh, he's not going to be doing it for significantly longer to maybe stick with the likes of WWE and help some of the talent and stuff like that. So maybe he's going to be. Like, well, no matter what side of the um, the fight you're on with uh, wrestling, it's more about the fandom than it is anything else. I think AJ himself has said like we're all friends. Like people want us to not like each other, but it's not the reality of it, which is so true. Hmm. But um, if you look at purely from a, a behind the scenes point of view. I totally get where AJ's coming from with that. Like their performance center is is unmatched, isn't it? In terms of like developing talents and bringing talents up, you know, NXT can be criticized for for the changes they've made now, you know, and that'll be debatable for some time. But the actual performance center stuff and the way they're signing talents and and you know having absolute legends there to train those people, just a perfect shout, isn't it? I, I would yeah. love to see him work on that side of it. Well, yeah, I mean, they did been off like a, the majority of the great trainers not too long ago, but. <laughs> you know when they did there when they had the likes of William there Regal there, there that was great um, but I, I think there's some weird parallel between AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels in Vince McMahon's mind um, Vince AJ's absolutely what? AJ's found God <laughs> well, well maybe um, I don't know isn't he a flat earther I don't know um, <laughs> didn't Randy put that rumour out there or something <laughs> no idea but um, yeah, I believe uh, Vince, for whatever reason, sees so many similarities between AJ and Sean, and obviously Shawn Michaels has been basically uh, Vince's guy along with Taker uh, for, for forever. Like, there's a unbreakable bond there. So it's Taker and Piss Taker, yeah. <laughs> hey, I fucking love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> the heartbreak yeah, it's skit. So, it's so British. I that, love it. It's so, um, so British. Just, that's still great. I love it. Uh, but... So yeah, so things are looking good for AJ, and, and what an unlikely story. Um, yeah, you know, I'm very much a TNA guy, and here we are. Here we are. Very much. Um, well, uh, I don't think Vince knows what TNA is. He's like, ah, oh, you like the TNA, do you? I, like I was a TNA big fan of that too. back in the day. <laughs> uh, I used to book so. a lot of that myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you met Ric Flair? Um, anyway, <laughs> so. Yeah, that was the uh, news. I love it. Every, anytime like uh, AJ mentions TNA, Vince just gets his phone out and starts showing him pictures of girls <laughs> that he's copped off with back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, yeah. So uh, when I bought WCW, I brought in Tori Wilson. Uh, uh, yeah. Here's a picture Here's of my tongue down a throat. Hair bark like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we've come a long way in, in a good way. Um, <laughs> it's certainly a different place now. Certainly is um, the one that I, hate... I always not to digress, but the one I always forgot about until recent memory because you brought it up. But I can't remember what the same one was. Was was Dawn Marie had some of the worst fucking storylines. My like, God, Aaron and Tori Wilson's dad is probably just the most horrendous <laughs> fucking thing. And I, I I never remember it. It's not like something you go up there is like the cringiest thing ever, but it so fucking was. It's, yeah, it's such a it's weird, so it's story. so easily forgettable that when you see it again, you look like, oh god, this happened. They, this they did this. This was the norm. Like wow. Um, anyway, so, sorry. Slight yeah. digression. There you go. So yeah, um, AJ Styles uh, could be the face that runs the place eventually if he carries on going the way he's going because they love him and they've signed him for more years. And that was the news this week. That was the news. Um, we, we thought it would be short and sweet actually, but yeah, we managed to. Um, out of nowhere, time. the last like day or so, the news actually picked up. Because honestly, guys, there was a point we were like, there's, there's nothing to even talk about. Start of the week, speak. we were like, well, this is going to be a quick segment. Nothing's um, happening. And then uh, suddenly <laughs> loads of stuff happened. Yes, it did. Um, and speaking of things that's happening soon, for the love of wrestling, the Europe's biggest wrestling convention uh, taking place on the 23rd and 24th of April 2022 in Liverpool, UK, just down the road from us. 
Um, and we're gonna here, we're going to be there, and you better be there. That's not a reason to go. Here's some other reasons. We're going to be square. So, yeah, we're <laughs> going to play you um, a little bit of a commercial now, and we will see you um, on the next one. Indeed. For Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, returns to the Exhibition Centre in Liverpool on the 23rd and 24th of April. Guests this year include Diva of the Decade, Trish Stratus, the wrestling god, JBL, the Dudley Boys, Tori Wilson, and just announced MJF from AEW. We will also be doing a Wyatt family reunion as we welcome Eric Rowan, the man formerly known as Braun Strowman, and indeed, the fiend, Bray Wyatt. Also just announced is the man, the legend, the icon, Sting. And of course, your Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. This and many, many, many more guests, as well as prop builds, Q&As with all of the wrestlers, and some of the biggest wrestling collections in the world on display from our exhibitors. Get your tickets at forloverwrestling.co.uk or search Facebook or Twitter for For the Love of Wrestling. For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's biggest wrestling convention, returns to Liverpool the 23rd and the 24th of April. Hey guys, it's Georgia Smith here, and you've heard me on A to the K. These guys are awesome. Check it out. A to the K. 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 A to the K.